Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Black Cloud. Today, we'll be talking about the teenage issues that the black community fails to realize. Those of us who have parents know how tough things can be. It can sometimes cause us to fade away or walk away from our parents due to the fact that they don't want to listen to what we have to say. And a lot of children in the black community face that, such as things when we tell them we have depression or upsetness. A lot of our parents, black parents, usually say, hey, what do you have to be depressed about? Today, we will shine light on that and show some different types of relationships with parents, students, and etc. Hello guys and welcome back and today we are at segment two and today we will be talking about problems in the black community that heavily affect us here on Black Cloud. We'll be having a discussion between Serena, Kyla, Rebecca, and me, Kanaya. Let's get into it. One problem in the black community that heavily affected us teens is the talk that you get from your parents. Not the bees and the birds talk, but the talk about when police pull you over and you have to put your hands on like the dashboard and you can't say anything or you can't grab anything or unless they'll suspect something about you. Now like white parents they don't have to get their children that mm-hmm. talk because obviously like police officers seem to have respect for white people but when a black person does something or goes to grab something it, they're grabbing a gun or they're grabbing something like look at the hate you give like yeah. look at that movie like all he doing all he was doing was trying to get a brush and the police officer shot him because oh he thought he had a gun or he thought he was getting something like i feel as though right that police officers have this fear of black people it's just like mm-hmm. they think they're going to like do something crazy and like the way that media portrays portray these things are heavily seen in, in like communities now mm-hmm I just think that, like, with cops, like, we shouldn't be afraid of them. I think that with cops, like, of course we need them, but I feel like if you're going to have cops in the hood, as they call it, put the right cop in the right place. Don't put, like, a, like, I understand, like, white or black, Asian or not, we still shouldn't be afraid to get pulled over by the cops. Like, that puts fear in, like, our heart, and it shouldn't be like that. Like, even in the hate you give, I personally think that, for me, he should never reach for a brush. You got pulled over. What is you reaching for a brush for? I just think, why are you trying to brush your head in the middle of you, like, getting pulled over? I feel like that was a smart remark, and it was disrespectful. But did he deserve to get shot? No. I just think you should not be afraid of the cops that are supposed to be helping you when something happens. Mm-hmm. You said something about putting the right cops in these neighborhoods. How how like how do you know yeah. who's the right cop? Like you never know that. Because it's like you get background information. A cop know like certain cops know certain areas. Like certain cops yeah. that in are in these places know certain parts of the area. Me personally, I know that I've seen this for so many years. I know it's hard for people to change. Even when they say they are, there's no way to tell if somebody is correct morally because that is something that you have to deal with internally, and that's just based around the way that you're growing up. I also believe that there could be better training on how to handle these um, issues in our community. But I feel like there is enough unity in our community, but I feel like there isn't really anything that we can do but 
the things that we can do, like the little that we can do in that little window, is not being taken seriously. For example, like we can have all the Black Lives Matter marches we want. There will always be white supremacists and there will always be people saying, oh, they're black, all lives matter, blue lives matter. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they'll take anything we say and take it as a threat rather than us trying to stabilize our communities. Yeah, but like I see you saying all the training you can have. Um, I feel like all the training you can have, but like there's still going to be cops out there that fear for black, like, that fear yeah. black people, like, um, you can have cops that, like, like, you can have, okay, so my dad's a cop, and, like, not all cops are like that, like, not all cops are, like, mm-hmm. oh, black people are this, or black people are that, like, there's cops that are white, or that are Asian, or that are black, that are, like, black people should not be getting hurt like this, like, see, like, they put body cameras on cops now to see mm-hmm. what they're doing. But like it shouldn't even be like that. Exactly. But like now they have to put body cams on them to make sure like they're doing everything that they're supposed to or that they're trained to do. But like even in one incident a cop shot a person and even in the body cam he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Like and they still looked over that. So like I feel like when it's down to a black person, people just look over it. Like they don't go into detail. Like if it was a white person they'd be like Oh, they were just, like, they needed help. They were crazy. But, like, if there was a black person, oh, no, it was drugs. It was something like this. Like, what if he needed help? What if he needed a medical attention? Um, Y'all both said something about training, needed more training. I'm just confused about, like, what kind of training do they need more? Like, the training on, like, not having fear in, like, in, like, a group of people. Like, in Philadelphia, we, like, after every phone call, we have to say, I love you, be safe. I don't think, I don't think, like, we need to be able, I don't think we need to say that if we feel as though, like, the police is actually protecting us. So, yeah. I just, I just think going back to it, um, I just think with the I love you, be safe thing, I don't think that's because of fear that the cops aren't doing their job. I think that's because, like, you know, anything could happen. Like, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. If I, once I get off the phone with you, you could die. Like, it happened with my grandma. We talked to her. We got off the phone with her. And about, like, three weeks later, she ended up, yeah. Like, with my grandma, we had called her and told her, yeah, we love you, be safe. And then we didn't talk to her for, like, three weeks, and she turned up dead. So it's, like, for the simple fact of that, it's, like, it doesn't come with, like, oh, I love you, be safe, because I'm telling you I'm afraid that something might happen to you. It's because I really do love you, and I really do want you to be safe. But like she said... In a community full of black people, everything we say should not get overrided. If I say black lives matter, of course all lives do matter, but what about us? It's like, it's not like a, yeah, black lives do matter, but it's like we don't get the recognition that we need. We there don't get it. There should be a but. Yeah, there, shouldn't, there should not be a but in what we say. If we say black lives matter, that's how we feel. It's not you, but all lives matter. Yeah, like if I say white, white lives matter, I'm not going to say but what about us. I'm not going to say that because that's how you personally feel. I can't get mad how you feel because you feel how you feel because you feel how you feel. It's not Mm -hmm. my fault. Okay, so going off of that, do you believe that the problems that we have in our community, because one thing that I noticed that a lot of people like to do is blame 
all the killings that's going on in our community, do you believe that there is something that black parents can do different in these upcoming generations to raise their children to be more unified and more uplifting? Because my grandma, for example, like she loves to teach um, history, like African-American history. She used to make us watch documentaries, emperors, pharaohs, queens, stuff like that. And that makes me, I think that's also part of the reason why I'm into all this Mm-hmm. protesting and right. stuff like that so do you guys believe that there's something that we can do with our children or that black parents can do to create a sense of unity and empowerment in our communities that we can fight against that stigma well I feel like because like you said we like we are like the kids that we're going to have if we do have them we like they're our next generation so I feel like us raising them right Obviously, we're going to have to tell them, like, the child and tribulations of what cops do and what cops don't do. But I think we also need to teach them respect because a lot of kids in our generation, sad to say, they don't have the respect they're supposed to give. Like, I get it. But I also I also think that I'm going to teach my child that if a, a person isn't giving you the respect that you think you deserve, say something about it. Don't be quiet about it because like just because you're an adult does not mean you deserve my respect if you're disrespecting me i'm not going to respect you but i'm, I'm going to listen to you but i won't respect you the way i should like it's teachers here that disrespect me a lot but that doesn't mean i'm not going to listen to them it's just that i they don't have my respect the way they should um based on that like i feel as though like some some people like some some adults in this community, like, they never was given respect by their own parents. So, they just, so they just, like... It's a cycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, they thought that by their parents not giving them respect, it's just something, like, that's 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 common in the city. So, they just, so so they decided that when they have their own children, they're not going to, they're not going to give, them the, give them the respect that they want. So, I just feel as though, like, it's like a cycle. People, like, every person is not, uh, not the same. Like one person has has like more more resources than like the other. Oh um, what was I gonna say? Um, I feel like with the respect factor, it could be taught at a young age, and like we as like children now should learn. But it starts young, so yeah. Okay, so. That was the end of segment two for Black Cloud, and we will see you on oh segment two, part one for Black Cloud, and we will see you on segment three later on. Thank you for your enjoyment. All right, we got. Hi, welcome back to the Black Cloud. I am here with Georgiana, aka my mom. Hello. And today I'm going to ask her some questions relating to. Her experience growing up with black parents. So, yeah. So, what is your experience growing up with black parents in the black community? It was okay. We had our ups and downs. Um, How was the black community... How has the black community affected your strategies with raising your children? Um, I tried to keep our culture within my children. I try to um, teach the religion that was taught to me. Um, I try to have a non-violent approach about certain situations. Um, I try to raise them 
and write so they can grow up and be better African-Americans for our society. Do you believe that you have to be extra hard on us while trying to raise us because we're in, because we're black in the situations around us? Most definitely, because we are the minority. We already look down upon. So I try to give y'all some more, you know, try to be harder on y'all so y'all have a tougher skin when it's time for y'all to go out in the real world. Do you see that a lot in the black community? Yes, especially with black men. So what are some strategies that you were raised with that is different from the way you raised your own kids or me and my brothers? Um, well, when I was a child, I was a little bit more, it was a little, I was a little bit, I had more freedom outside. Like I was more, I can go out, I can talk to the neighbors. Now it's totally different. It's like so many things is going on with the community um, that I don't feel safe for, for y'all to go outside at different times when I'm not around. Okay. Do you, um, do you believe that you use a more open-minded approach when it comes down to your children's opinions? Most definitely, because times has changed. And I try not to raise y'all the way how my mom and my dad did. Like, not everything, because things has changed. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Would you say that you have to change the way you raise your kid because of everything that's happening in today's world. For example, the LGBTQ community, rights, shootings, etc. Yes, I have to definitely, because we have to adjust the way how we live and how people think. It's a total different time than the 80s and the 90s, and LGBT community wasn't out it was out but it wasn't so you know open and it wasn't on tv as much as it is now and so now that y'all see it on tv i know y'all have questions and stuff like that so that's why i think i should raise y'all the way how i am because i want y'all to feel open to come to me to ask me anything y'all want to know so you so you would say that you make um us more aware of our community yep Okay, and the last question is, what are some things your parents told you that you are now telling your kids? Um, always walk with your head up, be confident, make eye contact when you go out into our community, feel confident about yourself, and always protect yourself by any means. <laughs> uh, thank you. I really do appreciate your answers. And it's nice to have some sort of insight as to why you raise us. And yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So. Hi, my name is Serena Williams, and I am here with Bernadette Corbin. I'm the parent of Serena Williams. Okay, we will begin with our interview process. Um, what is your experience growing up with black parents in the black community? Uh, I am, I have eight brothers and two sisters. I'm the baby of the 11th child. My mom had two sets of twins within the 11th, I mean, 11 kids, 11 kids. Um, I didn't get along with my twin. I got along with the middle child of between the, the twins and my twin. His name is Duke. Um, we got um, 
my mother was a beautiful person. She had a lovely, large heart. She helped you with anything if if she can. Um, the things that my mother did, she was part of the Association of the Block. We had trips. We, you know, go in the park. We had different functions. I loved you park. We had, you know, basketball games. Um, I, I, I last name represented. I didn't understand that until I got older. The Corbins represent the neighborhood, as in per se. Everybody knew who the Corbin boys was. Um. Okay. Um. Next question. How has the black community affected your strategies or ways that you raised your kids? I always wanted more for my child if if and when I had had two kids. (laughs) I had at that time I had was thinking of one. Now that I have two, I always wanted more for my child or my kids than what I had as a child. I got limited to everything. As in some reason, what I didn't have, I always wanted my kids to have more than I. I wanted them to have a comfortable home, two parents in the home. Um, um, I always wanted, you know, when I was a child, I always had to be home before the street lights came on, um, playing in front of my door. Um, also, when I was growing up, it was a, not a neighbor that could not spank me because at that time, everybody was somebody that knew somebody in the neighborhood and they would and my mother my mother authorized them if they see me doing something wrong they she permitted them they can do whatever they can put a switch to my butt so a community raised a child so that was was so that was a a village a village raising a children raising a child took a village to raise a child as i say as they say now um okay uh, what are some ways that you were raised that are different from how you raise your children? Like I had eight brothers. When it was time for me to try to date, I, I had eight brothers looking over my shoulders. And it was very hard for me to bring someone home or introduce to my brothers, my mom, my dad, my sisters. It was very hard nervous to tell my mom I met somebody and I liked them and they wanted to take me to a date or on the date it was nervous bringing them coming them knocking on the door and and he was coming to represent eight of my brothers well they had eight brothers they had eight uncles looking over them and they helped raise my oldest daughter at the time until I had my second child and more mischievous than the one the child have now. She's very quiet, smart. As as my oldest child, Latoya, she was a, 
mischievous things I did not know or I found out after the fact or whatever. And my child, Serena, she's very bright. And not as my child, Latoya, it was very bright and smart, too. And Serena, she's quiet. She was, she, right as this moment, she's in 10th grade. She's doing her thing. She's a very smart, intellectual child. And I love her as, as she are, as she is. Would you say that you have changed the way that you raise your, your kids, me and Toya, because of everything that is happening in today's world, such as like, such as like the LGBTQ community and how like they're more open and like and like the shootings like there's these school shootings and stuff like do you think like you're raising us differently to 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 adapt to to the problems that's happening today? Yeah, because it's it wasn't like when I was growing up. We I really I was in I was a homebody. I was in the house all the time, most of the time or. When I was allowed outside, I had certain friends to play with. And um, as today, you know, kids, it's it's hard for kids to go out and play because it is that type of environment outside. And you never know. Okay, it's a quiet neighborhood, but, hey, you never know. It might happen in your, your, your neck of the woods, you know? You know, I always told my oldest child and also telling my youngest child to always be aware of your environments, aware of who you with, where you at. Just be mindful of your surroundings to be safe out here in this world because it's not the same. Um, what are some things your parents told you and like maybe like some actions that they did that you are telling your kids and what you're doing around your kids now. Um, um, some of you know that my mom's sayings was is, you know, practice made perfect. Um, uh, you can, you can always um write your your plans out and your goals and just to hope you follow follow them up when you can in life how about um uh is building up you always telling me is building up oh my uh okay i always used to say i always say to latoya serena when they're getting on my nerve or things they do agitate me or whatever, I always tell them, it's building up. It's building up. It's it's getting there. And they always knew what I was talking about when it was building up. And they knew, especially the tone of my voice. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to say regarding to problems that that you think like the black community is facing right now? A lot of crime. A lot of crimes. A lot of um, kids is not the way they used to be when I was growing up. I don't know. It's, it's a new millennium out here, 
in this world. Uh, it's just that children are raising children, and it's not older parents as we was brought up with older parents and grandmothers, older grandparents, to watch over us to make sure we are doing quote-unquote right things to oversee mm-hmm. the kids with their kids. Um, so, do you think that, like, teenagers are acting, like, different to in, like, in today's world? Yeah. Like, like tell- do you think that, like, like, Compared to other communities, like like compared to other race communities, yeah. teenagers are acting different. Yeah, cause like I said, like I said, it's a different millennium out here. What I raised my oldest child, Latoya, is not to be a follower. I'm raising my old, my youngest one, Serena, not to be a follower. Uh, be a leader, not to follow in other people's footsteps. Learn as you want to learn, and how. It is taught to you. If you don't understand something, ask the teacher, ask someone, ask your mom, your father, uncles, aunt, that you feel that is comfortable talking to. Ask them. Ask them questions. This is what we, you know, a child is supposed to do if they don't understand something. Do you feel as though, like, teenagers in the black community are not heard enough, like, as far as, like, mental health, like, depression and, and anxiety? Yes. Yes, I, I feel that a lot um, because a lot of kids don't have no one to go to or talk to. They keep a lot of things following. They keep a lot of things built up. And it's certain people they don't trust or have the trust in to talk to about different things they are going through. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's it for the interview with Bernadette Corbin, Serena Williams' mom, and that's all. Would you like to say bye? Goodbye. Bert. Okay, y'all, that was the Black Cloud. And so basically to sum it up, we were interviewing people and Serena interviewed her parents to talk about the problems that we all face in the black community so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode please tune in next time on the black cloud because it gets real